Welcome back to Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we are talking about season three, episode six, called Red Sky at Morning. We start in Sea Pines, Massachusetts. Uh, there's a woman named Sheila jogging at night along the waterfront. Jogging, not jugging. <laughs> <laughs> she stops for a drink at the water fountain and sees an apparition of an old ghostly looking ship that disappears as she's looking at it. So we cut to the same woman at home taking a shower. We can see the dark silhouette of someone outside the shower door. Whoever it is puts their hand on the glass door, and it looks like water is dripping from their fingertips. (laughs) A creepsy shower stalker. Yeah. I don't like any of it. Sheila hears a squeaking noise, so she looks out to investigate, but sees and hears nothing. So she gets back in. Suddenly, the person is inside the shower with her and puts her in a chokehold. She collapses, and we get our opening title sequence. I'd just like to say something real quick. Yes. <laughs> so she fell super slow. Like the thing killed her and then disappeared and she's still falling in slow motion. Like if there was nothing holding her dead body up anymore, mm-hmm. wouldn't she fall a lot faster than that? She like slow motion fell. Yeah. That was just the actress trying not to get injured. <laughs> I mean, probably. probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, put down a mat or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was interesting. Right. So we cut to Sam and Dean driving in baby. Dean says, so I've been waiting since Maple Springs. You got something to tell me? Sam says, it's not your birthday. Happy Purim? (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Dean says, there's a bullet missing from the cult. You want to tell me how that happened? I know it wasn't me, so unless you were shooting at some incredibly evil cans, you went after her, didn't you? The crossroads demon. After I told you not to. Sam says, yeah, well. Dean says, you could have gotten killed. Sam says, I didn't. Dean says, and you shot her. Sam says, she was a (laughs) smartass. If only I could shoot all the (laughs) smartasses. You know what? Sometimes. Oh, man. (laughs) How different my life would have been. (laughs) You know, there wouldn't be a lot of people left. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because we all have our moments. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Dean says, so what, does that mean I'm out of my deal? Sam says, don't you think I might have mentioned that little fact? No, someone else holds the contract. Dean's like, who? And Sam says, she wouldn't say. Dean says, well, we should find out who. Of course, our best lead would have been the crossroads demon. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Sam says, that's not funny. Dean says, no, it's not. It was a stupid freaking risk. You shouldn't have done it. Sam says, I shouldn't have done it. You're my brother, Dean. And no matter what you do, I'm going to try and save you. And I'm sure as hell not going to apologize for it. All right. So we cut to Sam and Dean dressed in suits, talking to an older woman named Gert. She says, but I don't understand. I already went over all this with the other detectives. Dean says, right. Yes. But see, we're the sheriff's department, not the police department. Different departments. Mm -hmm. Sam says, so, Mrs. Case. But she says, please, it's Miss Case. (laughs) Then she checks him out and smiles. I love this lady. I do, too. It's like, just... She just goes all in. Yeah, it's like a totally lecherous old lady. And it's it's great. Yeah. (laughs) Sam says, Miss Case, you were the one who found your niece, correct? She says, I came home. She was in the shower. Dean says, drowned? Gert says, so the coroner says, now you tell me, how can someone drown in the shower? Sam says, how would you describe Sheila's behavior in the days before her death? I mean, did she seem frightened? Maybe she said something out of the ordinary. Gert says, wait a minute, you're working with Alex, aren't you? 
Dean says, uh, yep, absolutely. Alex and us, we're like this. And he holds up cross fingers. She says, why didn't you say so? Alex has been such a comfort. But I'm sorry, I thought this case was solved. Sam says, well, no, not yet. So anyway, we were talking about your niece. Gert says, well, yes. Sheila mentioned something quite strange before she died. She said she saw a boat. Yes, one minute it was there, and then it was gone. It just disappeared right before her eyes. You think it could be a ghost ship? Alex, Alex thinks it could be a ghost ship. Sam says, well, uh, it could be. She says to Sam, will you let me know if there's anything else I can do for you? Anything at all. <laughs> and she reaches out and strokes his fingers. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it causes discomfort everywhere Sam looks very uncomfortable (laughs) but Dean looks very amused (laughs) so we cut to the boys walking along the waterfront Dean says what a crazy old broad Sam says why because she believes in ghosts Dean says ha ha look at you sticking up for your girlfriend (laughs) you cougar hound Sam says bite me (laughs) Dean says not if she bites you first (laughs) So so who's this Alex we got another player in town Sam says, maybe, maybe not. Doesn't change our job. Dean says, uh, and we're thinking ghost ship, right? Sam says, yeah, it's not the first one sighted around here either. Every 37 years, like clockwork, reports of a vanishing three-mast clipper ship out in the bay. And every 37 years, a rash of weirdo dry land drownings. Dean says, so whatever is happening, it's just getting started. What's the lore? Sam says, well, there are apparitions of old wrecks sighted all over the world. The SS Violet, the Griffin, the Flying Dutchman. Almost all of them are death omens. Dean says, so what happens? You see the ship, and a few hours later, you pucker up and kiss your ass goodbye? (laughs) What's the next step? Sam says, I gotta ID the boat. Dean says, that shouldn't be too hard. I mean, how many three-mast clipper ships have wrecked off the coast? Sam says, I checked that too, actually. Over 150. Dean says, wow, crap. (laughs) Only a few. Yeah. So we cut to Sam and Dean walking up to an empty um, mm, parking spot. There we go. (laughs) It looked like I said parlor spot. (laughs) What type of parlor? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So cut to Sam and Dean walking up to an empty uh, parking spot. I almost said parlor. (laughs) Dean says, this is where we parked the car, right? Sam says, I thought so. Dean says, where's my car? Sam asks, did you feed the meter? Dean says, yes, I fed the meter. Sam, where's my car? Somebody stole my car. <laughs> Sam, says, <laughs> Sam says, hey, hey, calm down. Dean yells, I am calm down. Somebody stole my car. Then Dean bends over with his hands on his knees and starts hyperventilating. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> I know. I mean, I might have the same reaction, not just because, not because I love my car the way Dean loves his car, but yeah. like, uh, my car's gone. My car's yeah. gone. Yeah. How am I going to get anywhere from this one spot? <laughs> Where do, what do I do? Where do I go? Uh, so a woman's voice says, the 67 Impala, was that yours? It's mm-hmm. Bella Talbot. She says, I'm sorry, I had that car towed. Well, it wasn't a towaway zone. Dean says, no, it wasn't. She says, it was when I finished with it. Dean says, what the hell are you even doing here? She shrugs and says, a little yachting. Sam says, you're Alex. You're working with that old lady. Bella says, Gert's a dear old friend. Dean says, yeah, right. What's your angle? Bella says, there's no angle. There's a lot of old women like Gert around the eastern seaboard. I sell them charms, perform seances so they can commune with their dead cats. 
<laughs> Dean says, and let me guess, it's all a con. Bella says, the comfort I provide them is very real. Sam says, how do you sleep at night? She says, on silk sheets, rolling naked in money. <laughs> really, Sam. Okay, I just want to say <laughs> that money is dirty. I would not roll around in no, it naked. No, I wouldn't want it on me. Yeah. Like, or anywhere near where my face could be, you know, like, yeah. no, uh-uh, yeah. nasty. Yeah. Well, like, I've I've worked in, at cashiers. Right. And I've worked at cashiers. R- registers? Registers. I was like, hold on. Cashier's the person that does. <laughs> I, yeah, I've worked at registers, and, like, your fingers turn, like, a different color after you touch the money. Yep. You know, like, even just going through and, like, counting the money or whatever at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day or whatever, like, you feel like you've got a layer on your hands that oh, you yeah. need to wash. Yeah, it is so gross. I had cashiered for years and years and years at Barnes & Noble, yeah. and it's just... Ugh. Money is nasty. And the mm-hmm. places that people pull their cash out from. Yeah. <laughs> bras and socks. And yeah. Just, just like, ugh. Okay. So, so bad. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. She says, really, Sam, I'd expect that attitude from him. But you. Sam says, you shot me. She says, I barely grazed you. To Dean, she says, uh, cute, but a little bit of a drama queen. Yeah. About Sam. That's funny. <laughs> Sam is kind of a drama queen. I mean, a little. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, you do know what's going on here. The ghost ship thing. She says, I'm aware. Thanks for telling Gert the case wasn't solved, by the way. Dean says, it isn't. Bella says, she didn't know that. Now the old bag stopped payment and she's demanding some real answers. Look, just stay out of my way before you cause any more trouble. I'd get to that car if I were you before they find the arsenal in the trunk. Ciao. She walks away, and Dean says, can I shoot her? Sam says, not in public. <laughs> we cut to a guy in his bathroom brushing his teeth. Uh, we see a person walk in front of the camera, but we don't see who it is. The guy hears some squeaking noises and says, hello, who's there? But no one answers. Then he notices that his bathtub is running and is about to overflow. It's filled with black, murky water totally gross <laughs> not something you want to swim in <laughs> no suddenly a hand shoots out of the water and starts choking the man um black veins appear on his forehead and his eyes bug out and go bloodshot so we cut to a man talking to bella she's holding a recording device and the guy says the police say he drowned but i don't understand how bella says i'm so sorry for your loss mr warren uh, if you could just tell me one more thing, uh, if you could just tell me once more <laughs> about the ship your brother saw. Then Sam and Dean walk up holding police badges. Dean says, ma'am, I think this man's been through quite enough. You should go. <laughs> Ella says, I have a few more questions. Sam says, no, you don't. <laughs> she glares at the boys and then to Mr. Warren says, thank you for your time. As she walks away, Dean says to the man, sorry you had to deal with that. They're like roaches. Sam says, so we heard you say your brother saw a ship. Dean says, did he tell you what it looked like? Mr. Warren says, it was like the old Yankee Clippers, a smuggling vessel, the rakish topsail, a barkentine rigging. I don't know what any of that means. (laughs) Um, Angel figurehead on the bow, bow, on the bow. Sam says, that's a lot of detail for a ship your brother saw. He says, my brother and I were night diving. I saw the ship too. Sam looks over and sees Bella talking to, uh, talking to some uniformed cops. She says, I'm not sure those men are detectives. Sam clears his throat at Dean, and they tell Mr. Warren that they'll be in touch. So we cut to Sam and Dean loading guns behind Baby. 
Bella comes up and says, I see you got your car back. Dean says, you really want to be here when I've got a loaded gun in my hand? <laughs> she says, now, now, mind your blood pressure. Why are you even still here? You have enough to ID the boat? Sam says, that guy back there saw the ship. She says, yeah, and? Sam says, and he's going to die, so we have to save him. Bella says, how sweet. Dude, she's just such a bitch. Why does she have to be such she's a bitch? She's a total snot. Uh, I mean, she does have some awesome one-liners. Oh, sure. But, like, I just, she makes me so mad. <laughs> she's Sometimes she's like, annoying. Ugh. She's just so annoying. Ugh. Uh, Dean says, you think this is funny? Bella says, he's cannon fodder. He can't be saved in time, and you know it. Dean says, yeah, well, see, we have souls, so we're going to try. Mm-hmm. Bella says, well, I'm actually going to find the ship and put an end to this. But you have fun. Dean says, Bella, how did you get like this, huh? What, did Daddy not give you enough hugs or something? Bella says, I don't know. Your Daddy give you enough? (laughs) Don't you dare look down your nose at me. You're no better than I am. Dean says, we help people. Bella says, come on. You do this out of vengeance and obsession. You're a stone's throw away from being a serial killer. Whereas I, on the other hand, get paid to do a job, and I do it. So you tell me, which is healthier? Sam says, Bella, why don't you just leave? We've got work to do. She says, yeah, you're zero for two. Bang up job so far. I just want to hit her. <laughs> like, right in the yeah, throat. You know, you just don't say those sorts of things to people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, why? Uh, so we cut to Sam and Dean staking out Mr. Warren's house. They can see him moving around through the windows. Sam's got some papers in his hand. Dean says, anything good? Sam says, no, not really. I mean, both brothers are Duke University grads. No criminal record. I mean, a few speeding tickets. They inherited their father's real estate fortune six years ago. $112 million. Dean says, nice life. Sam says, yeah, nice. Clean above the board. So why do they see the ship? Why Sheila, too? What do they all have in common? Dean says, maybe nothing. Sam says, no, there's always something. Suddenly, Mr. Warren is outside yelling, hey, you. Dean says to Sam, I think we've been made. Mm -hmm. The boys get out of the car, and Mr. Warren says, what are you guys doing, watching me? Sam says, sir, calm down, please. Mr. Warren says, you guys aren't cops, not dressed like that, not in that crappy car. (gasps) Dean says, whoa, hey, no need to get nasty. (laughs) He's like, all the other things you say about me is fine, but you talk about my car right now. How do you win? Sam says, we are cops, we're undercover, we're here because you're in danger, Mr. Warren. Uh, Mr. Warren says, from who? Sam says, now just settle down and we'll talk about it. But Mr. Warren says, look, you guys just stay away from me. Sam says, wait. But Mr. Warren runs and gets inside his car. Dean says, hey, you, moron, we're trying to help you. Mr. Warren starts driving, but before he can leave the driveway, the car shuts down. Dean says, that can't be good. Sam says, no, get the salt gun. So we see Mr. Warren trying to restart the car. He looks in his rear view mirror and sees someone in the back seat. He turns around, but no one's there. Then someone is in his front passenger seat. It's the spirit of a guy with long hair, and he's soaking wet. Looks like a weird version of Will Turner. <laughs> yeah, literally. Right. <laughs> the, uh, the car doors lock, and then Mr. Warren starts choking while water pours out of his mouth. He dies, and the spirit is still sitting there, so Dean Roxalt shoots him through the window. The spirit disappears. So we cut to Sam and Dean driving and baby. Dean says, you want to say it, or should I? Sam says, what? 
Dean says, you can't save everybody, Sam. Sam says, yeah, right. So what? Do you feel better now or what? Dean says, no, not really. Sam says, me neither. Just lately, I feel like I can't save anybody. We cut to the morning. Sam and Dean are squatting in a house doing research. <laughs> Someone knocks on the door. It's Bella. Dean lets her in. She says, dear God, are you actually squatting? Charming. So how did things go last night with Peter? No one replies. She says, that well, huh? Dean says, if you say I told you so, I swear to God, I'll start swinging. She said, look, I think the three of us should have a heart to heart. Dean says, that's assuming you have a heart. <laughs> she says, Dean, please. I'm sorry about what I said before, okay? I come bearing gifts. I've ID'd the ship. It's the Espirito Santo, a merchant sailing vessel. Quite a colorful history. In 1859, a sailor was accused of treason. He was tried aboard ship in a kangaroo court and hanged. He was 37. Sam says, which would explain the 37-year cycle. Bella says, aren't you a sharp tack? Mm. She pulls out a photo of him, and Dean says, isn't that the customer we saw last night? Bella says, you saw him? Dean says, yeah, that's him, except he was missing a hand. Bella says, his right hand. Sam says, how did you know? She says, the sailor's body was cremated after cutting his hand. They made a hand of glory. Dean says, a hand of glory? I think I got one of those at the end of my time massage. Oh, jeez. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Like, really, Dean? Really? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Bella rolls her eyes. Sam says, Dean, the right hand of a hanged man is an occult object. It's very powerful. Dean says, and officially counts as remains. Sam says, still, none of this explains why the ghost is choosing these victims. Bella says, I'll tell you why. Who cares? Find the hand, burn it, and stop the bloody thing. Dean says, I don't get it. Why are you telling us all this? She says, because I know exactly where the hand is. At the Sea Pines Museum. It's a macabre bit of maritime history, but I need help. Sam says, what kind of help? So we cut to Bella, all dressed up and yelling, what is taking so long? <laughs> Sam is already halfway there with his date. Uh, Dean says from upstairs, I'm so not okay with this. <laughs> Bella says, what are you, a woman? Come down already. <laughs> Dean comes downstairs in a very nice suit. He looks smoking. Yeah. Woo, hey, buddy. <laughs> he cleans up very well. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bella looks like she can't handle it. <laughs> I mean, would I be able to? I know. <laughs> I know. Dean says, all right, get it out. I look ridiculous. Bella says, not exactly the word I'd use. You know, when this is over, we really should have angry sex. <laughs> Dean looks really awkward, like he's going through a whole bunch of different conflicting emotions, and then says, don't objectify me. I love it. <laughs> it's so funny because Dean's the one that like all the time is totally objectifying women. Yes. Constantly. And then... He like it happens to him, and he's just like, yeah, I do. So when his back is to her, he looks really pleased with himself. <laughs> so we cut to the Sea Pines Maritime Museum. Dean and Bella walk in. She stops Dean and asks in horror, "Are you chewing gum? Try to behave as if you lived this life before, yeah." So Dean takes the gum out of his mouth and sticks it to the outside of a drink fountain. <laughs> God, Dean. That's like something a middle schooler would I do. I know. So we cut to Sam, who was there with Gert. She says, this will get their tongues wagging. Hey, my Adonis. <laughs> 
Sam says, just remember, we're here on business. Gert says, oh, but sometimes business can be pleasure. Hmm? Oh, no. <laughs> she keeps holding on to him and petting him. <laughs> he excuses himself and walks over to Bella and Dean. <laughs> Sam says, exactly how long do you expect me to entertain my date? <laughs> Bella says, as long as it takes. <laughs> Dean says, look, there's security all over this place, all right? This is an uncrashable party without Gert's invitation. So Sam says, we can crash anything, Dean. Dean says, yeah, I know, but this is easier. Uh, And it's a lot more entertaining. (laughs) Sam says, you know there are limits to what I'll do, right? Dean says, oh, he's playing hard to get. That's cute. I want all the details in the morning. (laughs) And and he and Bella walk away. I love this. I love Mm -hmm. the whole thing. (laughs) All of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Sammy is so uncomfortable. I know. <laughs> then Gert walks up with two glasses of champagne. She gives one to Sam, and when they clink glasses, she says, to us. <laughs> Sam drinks the whole cl- the whole glass in one go, and Gert looks very happy about it. <laughs> Here, have another. <laughs> yeah, well, you go ahead and get saucy. <laughs> uh, so we cut to Dean and Bella checking out the security personnel. Dean says, look at the way they're standing. They're pros, probably state troopers moonlighting. I don't think we're going to be able to just waltz upstairs. Bella says, what do you suggest? Dean says, I'm thinking. She says, don't strain yourself. (laughs) Interesting how the legend is so much more than the man. (laughs) What a bitch. I mean, but it is kind of funny, though. (laughs) Because, like, you could tell that Dean hates her but also thinks she's really pretty yeah and is, like flustered by all of these mixed emotions you yes. know like just hates her but it's like but hey but no hey but hey but yeah no, you know? yep. <laughs> and he just like can't deal <laughs> i love it dean says if you got any bright ideas i'm all ears she says okay and then pretends to pass out dean holds her in his arms and says honey honey are you all right Waiter, my wife has had a severe. Sh- my wife has a severe shellfish allergy. There's no crab in that, is there? The waiter says no, sir. So Dean grabs one and eats it. <laughs> He's like, I'm a- I can't even pretend I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, Oh, they're excellent, by the way. A security dude comes over and says, What seems to be the trouble? Dean says, oh, the champagne. My wife, she's a lightweight when it comes to the sauce. Is there somewhere I can lay her down until she gets her sea legs back? The security guard says, follow me. So Dean picks up Bella and says, come on, you lush. (laughs) So we cut to Dean laying Bella down on a couch. He says to the security guard, you think she's a pain in the ass now? Try living with her. (laughs) Getting in all the shots that I can. (laughs) I know. Good for Dean, right? Um, The guard leaves and Dean shuts the door behind him. Bella sits up, and Dean says, Maybe next time, give me a heads up with your plan. She says, I didn't want you thinking. You're not very good at that. <laughs> Dean tries to think of a comeback, but says nothing. <laughs> Again, not very good at the thinking. I know. <laughs> Bella says, Oh, look at you, searching for a witty rejoinder. Dean says, Screw you. She says, Very Oscar Wilde. Dean turns to go out the door, and Bella says, Room 235. It's in a locked glass case, wired for alarm. I'm uh, yeah, wired for alarm. I'm sure that won't be a problem. Dean says, 
my notes look so weird there (laughs) 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 okay and then he leaves the room so we cut back to the party downstairs sam is slow dancing with gert gert says where's alex and your friend they're missing a great party sam says i'm sure they're entertaining themselves Gert says, oh, naughty. (laughs) Then I guess we'll just have to entertain ourselves. And her hand slides down his back and she grabs his ass. She goes right for the cheeks. (laughs) I know, she does. No shame, just like, whoop, there you are. (laughs) Sam says, well, you know, Mrs. Case. She interrupts and says, oh, no. Sam says, I'm sorry, Miss Case. I don't want to give you the wrong idea. She says, call me Gert. (laughs) Sam says, okay. She rests her head on Sam's chest and says, you remind me of my late husband. He was shy, too, till we got below deck. And then she gropes him again. (laughs) Uh, Sam says, whoa. And she pets his chest and says, "Mm, you were just firm all over. And then she snuggles into him again. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. Don't we all at some point dream of having that moment with Sam? I mean, yes. <laughs> However, when you see it happening, it's just not right. Mm-hmm. It's just not okay. It's not okay. And you feel really bad for Sam, but boy, yeah. is it fun to watch. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. You know, I can think of at least one other episode where older women are very much hitting on Sam. The older women always go for Sam. That's right. And Dean thinks it's hilarious right <laughs> i mean as the rest of us do yeah <laughs> but yeah i can only think of one other, one other episode i wonder if there's another one i mean by older i'm thinking just like even slightly older like just you like can tell they're older yeah. but they're not like old lady older right you know? like gert yeah yeah <laughs> so we cut to bella snooping around the room she's supposed to be passed out in a security guard uh knocks on the door and says sir ma'am everything all right He goes to open the door, but Bella opens it. Her dress is off her shoulder, and her lipstick is all smeared. She says, hi. He says, feeling better, I see. She says, yes, much. Thank you. He says, so if you're done with the room, she says, well, not exactly. Could we have a few more minutes? (laughs) He says, uh, yes, ma'am. So she closes the door. He's like, get out, get out. Yeah. So she closes the door and he hears Bella madly giggling and she says, stop it. That tickles. The guard walks away and Dean comes up the stairs and runs right into him. Dean says, sorry, it's a nature call. Thanks for looking after my wife. The guard says, oh, she's being looked after. All right. The guard smiles and walks away. So Dean goes into the room and Bella is putting her dress back together. Dean asks, any trouble? She says, nothing I couldn't handle. The hand? Dean pulls it out of a pocket. Bella says, may I? Dean says, no, and wraps it in a napkin. Bella says, it might be more inconspicuous in my purse. Dean says, nice try. (laughs) Bella says, just trying to be helpful. Dean says, well, sweetheart, I don't need your kind of help. So we cut back to Sam and Gert, still slow dancing. Sam says, man, this is one long song. (laughs) Gert says, I hope it never ends. How's the investigation going? Sam says, these things take time. Gert says, people are talking about the Warren brothers' deaths. Strange. Do you think it's connected to Sheila's? 
Sam says, yeah, we think so. Gert says, I think they had it coming, you know, in a biblical sort of way. Sam says, what do you mean? Gert says, you know about their father. Come here. I'll whisper it to you. (laughs) Then she pulls Sam's head down and says, people say that the old man didn't die of natural causes. Rumor is the boys did it. Nothing was ever proved, but the people still whisper. As she's saying this, she's rubbing her lips on his ear. Okay, listen. I don't like ears. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like other people's ears touching. You know, okay, like the awkward moment where you like give somebody a hug and their ear like suctions to your face. Yeah, that is weird. It freaks me out i can't i can't deal with it and you never notice it until their ear is getting suctioned off your face like Mm -hmm. it's there and you don't really you can't tell right and then it's all of a sudden just like off your face and you're like like, and like i do not like my ears being messed with Mm -hmm. like you know every once in a while chris will like try and like like touch my ear or like you know kiss my ear or something and i'm like get away yeah (laughs) yeah. i can't like stop touching my ears like i get worked up i cannot handle it i'm just like stop doing that (laughs) i i like never had an ear problem until i had shingles in my ears and it's debatable that it was actually shingles but that's what all of the many doctors that i went to Mm -hmm. decided that i had because you're not only you're only supposed to be able to have shingles on one side of your body at a time but i had it in both of my ears yeah so that everyone was like heard that yeah yeah every doctor was pox it's the chicken chicken pox pox virus virus, yeah like you think but it attacks like one line of nerves and it's usually just on one side of your body I don't know. That's what the doctors told me. But I had them in both of my ears. And when you get shingles on anywhere on your head, it can cause a lot of neurological problems. Yeah. And I had, like, I had weird fucking ear problems going on. They were, like, super greasy and, like, really painful. And, yeah, and I had the, you know, the shingle sores, right? Yeah. Um. But I had supervision. I had, like, hypervision. Everything was glowing and beautiful. <laughs> which would have been cool if it didn't, like, hurt. Like, like yeah. the angles were all wrong. It was yeah. very confusing. Like, too much. It was it was totally overwhelming. Yeah. I remember, have you ever driven up Peasley Canyon Road in Federal Way? It's, like, from so. West Valley Highway up to, like... Um, like, like, Star Lake area? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I used to live up there. Okay, yeah. Right, Actually, right. I drive up there all the time. So I would drive up that road to work every day, mm-hmm. and I would be overcome with the beauty of that <laughs> road. <laughs> <laughs> that shows you <laughs> how messed up my vision was. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's some trees. They were just glowing. But in federal way. <laughs> I mean, there's not. Oh, and, and then when that was just my vision. I had weird, um, like, um, I had weird hearing. Like, I could hear a lot more. Huh. And, like, all of it. All of it was just confusing. There was a lot of other problems that I had. Yeah. But it was, like, almost a whole year Jeez. that I had it. Yeah. So, and then since then, my ears are totally fine. But, like, I'm just weird about them. I don't yeah. want them really, like, touched. You know what yeah. I mean? Just, blah. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I've never really liked my ears being touched. Really? Because, like, I can vaguely remember sometimes as a kid. Well, okay, so here, 
here's my traumatic backstory, okay? Okay. So my dad used to wake me up by giving me wet willies, right? Aww. And he'd like lick his finger and stick it in my ear, in my ear, in my ear, mm-hmm. but he would stick it in there so much that he'd like pin my head oh, to the bed so I couldn't get away and he'd like I mean not so that it hurt but yeah. like I couldn't there was no way for me to get away from it you mm-hmm. know like he would hold me down to the bed with a wet willy and I'm just like ah and I would get so mad like I instantaneously too. I would be fuming you know yeah and like did I need to be that mad probably not but that was like my instant response was just I am pissed you know yeah and I would like be too and he would do it multiple times, too. And so, I like, he'd eventually let go, right? And so I'd, like, flip to the other side and, like, ugh, you know, like, and then he'd do it to the other side. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, I hated it. Like, hated it, hated it, hated it. Yeah, yeah. And, like, still, he's like, oh, that was funny when I did that. I'm like, no, not, not funny. Yeah. Like, pissed me off. <laughs> I would like, piss anybody off. I know. And it's like, what a rude awakening, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, I didn't wake up very easily. I still don't wake up very easily, but there are better ways. No, yeah. You know, like, geez. Yeah, that would really, really but, piss me off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where part of my ear trauma yeah. <laughs> stems from, is getting pinned to bed by wet willies. That would do it for anybody. Oh, yeah. I'm Anyways. sorry. <laughs> So she's rubbing her lips on his ear. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Sam manages to pull away and she says, so did Sheila have any, uh, so did Sheila have any connection to them? Gert says, none that I know of. Sam asks, did Sheila have any kind of tragedy in her life? Gert says, yes, as a matter of fact, there was a car accident when she was a teenager. Her car flipped over. Well, she was okay, but her cousin Brian was killed. Why? Is that important? Just then, Bella and Dean come over. Alex says, well, having a nice time. Um, I put Alex, but I meant Bella. That's weird. <laughs> That's really weird. Um, well, because she said Alex, because she knows her as Alex. Right. That's still weird that I wrote that. But you're right. Okay. So Bella says, well, having a nice time. Gert releases Sam and goes and kisses Bella's cheek. Gert says, he's delightful. <laughs> he wants me. <laughs> Bella moves Gert away and says to Sam and Dean, I'm going to get Gert into a cold shower. (laughs) Sam says, great idea. (laughs) Bella says, see you at the cemetery. Uh, Dean says to Sam, you stink like sex. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, So Poor Sam. Poor Sammy. He's just been through the ringer. (laughs) I know. So we cut to Sam and Dean getting a baby. Sam says, you got it, right? Tell me I didn't get groped all night by Mrs. Havisham for nothing. (laughs) Dean says, I got it. Mrs. Who? Sam says, never mind. Just let me see it. Dean pulls a napkin out of his pocket, but inside is a bottle instead of the dead man's hand. Dean says, I'm going to kill her. She's a sly little stinker. She is. We cut to Bella in her car with a bag full of money. She looks up and says, oh, no. Outside in the water, she sees the ghost ship. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 So we cut to Sam and Dean in the house they're squatting in. Dean says, you know what? You're right. I'm not going to kill her. I think slow torture is the way to go. <laughs> Sam says, Dean, look, you got to relax. Dean says, relax? Oh, yeah, I'll relax. <laughs> I can't believe she got another one over on us. Sam says, you. Dean says, what? And Sam says, I mean, she got one over on you, not us. Dean says, thank you, Sam. That's very helpful. 
Just then Bella knocks on the door and yells, hello, could you open up? Dean opens the door and she says, just let me explain. I sold it. I had a buyer lined up as soon as I knew it existed. Sam says, so the whole reason for going to charity, for going to the charity was, she says, I needed a cover. You were convenient. Sam says, you sold it to a buyer. Just go buy it back. She says, it's halfway across the ocean. I can't get it back in time. Dean says, in time for what? Sam says, what's going on with you, Bella? It's like you've seen a ghost. Bella says, I saw the ship. Dean says, you what? Wow. You know, I knew you were an immoral, thieving, con artist bitch, but I thought my opinion, but when I thought my opinion couldn't get any lower. She says, what are you talking about? Sam says, we figured out the spirit's motive. He holds up a picture and says, this is the captain of our ship, the one who hung our ghost boy. Bella says, so? Sam says, so they were brothers, very Cain and Abel. So now our spirit, he's going after a very specific kind of target. People who've spilled their own family's blood. They were Sheila, who killed her cousin in a car accident, and the Warren brothers who murdered their father for the inheritance. And now you. Dean says, so who was it, Bella? Who'd you kill? Was it daddy? Your little sis, maybe? Bella says, it's none of your business. Dean says, no, right. Well, have a nice life, you know, whatever's left of it. <laughs> Good luck. Sam, let's go. Yeah, God, like, why would they help her? Bella I says, was hoping that, you know, they would have just left already, you know, right. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Bella says, you can't just leave me here. Dean says, watch us. She says, please, I need your help. Dean says, our help? How could a couple of serial killers possibly help you? She says, okay, that was a bit harsh, I admit, but it doesn't warrant a death sentence. Sam says, that's not why you're going to die. What did you do, Bella? She says, you wouldn't understand. No one did. Never mind. I'll just do what, I always, what I've always done. I'll deal with it myself. Dean says, you do realize you sold the only thing that could save your life. Bella says, I'm aware. Sam says, well, maybe not the only thing. So we cut to a graveyard. Sam is setting up a spell. Bella says, do you really think this is going to work? Dean says, almost definitely not. <laughs> then it suddenly starts pouring down rain. Dean says, Sammy, you better start reading. Sam starts reading Latin out of his dad's journal. Then a spirit appears behind Dean and throws him into a grave. The spirit puts his hand on Bella's face and water starts dumping out of her mouth. That's such a cool effect. Yeah. That they, they did where the, you know, the person's choking, but like water is literally just like frothing out of their mouth. Yeah. I Ugh. wonder how they did that. If they had to do a bunch of takes of like, here, get some water in your mouth real quick. And then bleh, you they know, must here, have. get some water in your mouth. Yeah. Bleh, you know? It's totally, it's totally upsetting to see. It would just what a horrible feeling that would be. Yeah. Know? Coughing up water. Yeah. Um, Sam finishes reading and the rainstorm stops. The spirit is still there, but behind him is the spirit of his brother. He says to his brother, you hanged me. His brother says, I'm sorry. He says, your own brother. And the brother says, I'm so sorry. Then the first spirit crashes through the other one and they both turn into water. So we cut to the next morning. Sam and Dean are packing up their stuff. Bella walks in and says, you boys should learn to lock your doors. Anyone could just barge in. Sam says, anyone just did. Do you come to, did you come to say goodbye or thank you? She says, I came to settle affairs, giving the spirit what he really wanted, his own brother. Very clever, Sam. So here. And she tosses them both a wad of cash. She says, it's 10000 That should cover it. I don't like being in anyone's debt. Like, instead of just saying thanks, 
right? No. <laughs> yeah. Dean says, so ponying up 10 grand is easier for you than a simple thank you? You're so damaged. <laughs> she says, takes one to no one. Goodbye, lads. She walks out the door and Sam says, she's got style. You got to give her that. You know, Dean, we don't know where this money's been. Dean says, no, but I know where it's going. <laughs> we cut to the boys driving in baby. Sam's looking at a map and says, seriously, Atlantic City? <laughs> Dean says, hell yeah. Play some roulette. Always bet on black. Hey, listen, I've been doing some thinking. I want you to know that I understand why you did it. I understand why you went off the crossroads, demon. You know, situation was reversed. I guess I'd have done the same thing. I mean, I'm not blind. I see what you're going through with this whole deal. Me going away and all that. But you're going to be okay. Sam says, you think so? Dean says, yeah, you'll keep hunting, you know, live your life. You're stronger than me. You are. You'll get over it. But I want you to know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for putting you through all this. Sam says, you know what, Dean? Go screw yourself. I don't want an apology from you. I'm a big boy now. I can take care of myself. So would you please quit worrying about me? That's the whole problem in the first place. I don't want you to worry about me, Dean. I want you to worry about you. I want you to give a crap about that. I want you to give a crap that you're dying. Dean says nothing and just nods and smiles. Sam says, so that's it? Nothing else to say for you? Dean says, I think maybe I'll play craps. <laughs> End credits. Oh, okay. So many thoughts. So Dean is totally avoiding Sam and answering any of his questions. He's oh, yeah. like, I don't know if it's to piss him off or if it's just denial or like what it is. Both, you know, it's, it just is like, come on, dude. Just like talk to your brother already. I know. <laughs> Good grief. But I don't know. It's, it's kind of like just grow up. You don't have that much time with the, left with them. So. Mm-hmm. Figure it out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, also, how did the brother, like, Sam's doing this, like, chanting He's thing, raising right? the spirit of the other brother. See, that's what I, I didn't, like, quite get that. I was like, I thought he was trying to get the spirit of the, the one that's missing the hand, not the one from the brother, which is probably just me not paying enough attention i guess but oh yeah um also okay. he said castiel in he did yeah also i'm pretty sure he said boobies in it too <laughs> <laughs> there is like a boobies at the end and there's, i was like what <laughs> there's a couple of times um before castiel shows up on the show yeah that um during some latin chanting mm-hmm. that name is dropped like, like maybe two on times. Purpose? I don't know. That's the thing is like, were they using that on purpose to kind of like, I mean, I don't know how in this case it would, I mean, without, I don't want to give away any like spoilers or anything, but like, I don't know how it would be related, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure. I know that the character Castiel was only supposed to be in a couple episodes. Yeah. Um, but he had such a such a fan response yeah you know that they kept him on so yeah it's possible that they dropped the name on purpose but i just am not sure yeah not that early though you would think well i, I mean Kripke to be fair, they had five, the whole right? yeah he had the whole five first five years planned out yeah. like all of it yeah so yeah well, i don't know maybe i was just like my ears perked up i'm like hey <laughs> and then i was like wait boobies like yeah <laughs> Those two things together in the same sentence don't quite seem to make enough sense, you know. Um, But yeah, uh, so 
Also, when the last guy was, he was in his car and, like, you know, was vomiting water or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, why didn't they try and do chest compressions on him? Like, he's drowning. Pump the water out. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're just sitting there looking at him like, oh, well, too late now. It's like, you're not going to at least try? Yeah, try to revive him. This is the second time that somebody has drowned or been close to drowning that they haven't tried to do anything <laughs> yeah but they're just like oh that is weird it's so i had that thought to too like try to bring him back to life like, dude do something yeah <laughs> just- but the spirit was still there like lingering around even after the guy was you know probably dead yeah and he was just like just sitting there looking at them just making sure i guess so i don't know i, don't know. I mean they probably would have had to wait for the spirit to go away. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, but, you know, ghostly whatever, keeping the water in his chest. Yeah. yeah. But still, you still think, I would still I would still think, try. Yeah, Even after if the it ghost was pointless, I'd still try right. for a little just to see, you know. But. I don't know if we've ever seen them do chest compressions. Mm-mm. And there's been a few times where they could have used it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't they just remember. sit there and stare at them. Like Maybe there's a... Oh, sorry. I'm yawning. <laughs> maybe there, maybe there's a reason, like that the like the network can't, or I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I'm fishing. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> like I don't think. I mean, would Sam and Dean know how to do CPR? I mean, yeah, of course they would. They know how to remove bullets from wounds and yeah, that's true. How to stitch themselves back up? I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure they know how to do that. You would think, yeah. So, so I don't know. Like, the only possible explanation for me is that they don't, for some reason, know how to do it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, why are you just sitting there and staring? <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. But, anyways. Um, <laughs> so, also, like, the rain shower at the beginning. I saw, like, like when the girl was in the shower. I'm yeah. Like, I've heard those are nice. You know, like, oh, I'm just yeah. kind of sitting there going, I wonder what that would be like to take a shower with a rain shower. What is it? Is it where the faucet or the it's the like, shower head is just like right above you no like not at an it's angle? like they're usually a little bit bigger but like the way the water comes out of the um the shower head is like it's supposed to feel like rain so it's like oh, okay. bigger drops i see sort of, you know like mm-hmm. and i don't know i've heard they're really nice yeah i haven't heard of them before i don't think i've ever i'm sure i'd like been, it yeah under one mm-hmm if I did, I didn't. I've been in showers it. where the the shower head is like it's not like mounted to the wall; it's like mounted to the ceiling, so the water just goes straight down. Yeah, I don't like that. That's a rain shower. Yeah, I I don't like that. Yeah, and it's usually like the water feels heavier, like it hits you harder. Yeah, and not in like in a pelting way, but yeah. yeah. I just remember not liking that I had to be right under it. Like, I oh. need, I wanted it more at an angle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if I'm... I'm motioning, and I know you get it, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the people at home. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. You don't need the motions. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, definitely at the beginning of this episode, I was like, Captain Hook? Peter Pan? What's going on? You know, yeah, like, yeah. Disney? 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 That'd be cool if they did a Peter it Pan wasn't. thing. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean... The guy did have a missing hand. That's true. That's about where the <laughs> similarities end. Yeah. Though. So, yeah, that's that's it. But um, so, what are what is your favorite moment from this episode? Um, just the whole slow dancing shebang. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I loved the whole thing. You know, it's not like I want to watch somebody get harassed or anything. And Sam wasn't okay with it. And I should maybe be more conscious of that. But it was just so funny. funny. Yeah. It was so funny. Just sure. Just like petting his chest and being, oh, you're just firm all over. (laughs) I think the only reason that it was like not as awkward or uncomfortable or as wrong was because it was an old lady you know like like that's pretty much what is Uh, made it funny if it had been like anybody else it would have been like "Eh," yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah what was your favorite moment um i have well that was one of my favorite moments as yeah well. yeah um also the when dean's like can i shoot her and sam's like not in public oh yeah <laughs> oh one of my other favorite moments was when dean's car was missing and he had <laughs> to like <laughs> yeah he had to lean over and put his hands on his knees and yeah. hyperventilate that oh. was also one of mine yeah, <laughs> i have a bunch so of good. favorite moments from this one um and then also when Dean's like, don't objectify me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's like, we should have angry sex after this. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> also, one of my other favorite things is that we made it to number 50. This is number 50? This is number 50. Holy crap. Yeah. That's amazing. We did it. It took us more than a year. 250 plus more to go so oh my fine. god but i mean 50 so did, much more 50 took us about a year yeah and there's well they've passed the 300 mark mm-hmm. so there's gonna be 327 i think episodes. okay so i mean if we think of it that way then it should take let's see six ish years yeah six <laughs> to seven be, years six to seven years that's not too bad. We could do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in it to win it. Yeah, I know. Like, we gotta, we gotta do this. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be great. <laughs> um, so our interesting facts from this episode. Um, the title of the episode comes from a rhyme used by sailors to predict the weather. Red sky at morning is a sailor's warning. Um, re- wait, no. Red sky at morning, sailor's warning. Red sky at night, sailor's delight. Yes. I thought it was like explaining it. it oh, it was, I was just, just telling like you the rhyme. The, the saying, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so Nin-. what does it mean? Red sky at morning that there's a big storm coming. Red sky at morning, sailors warning. So my guess is that yeah, there's bad probably weather. something b- bad with the weather. And then red sky at night, sailors delight. So Everything's like, all cool. I would. It's either got had. It was either. I would think it would have something to do with the weather, or maybe like. You know, red sky at night. What was it like? I don't know. From what I remember, it's about the weather. Yeah. But. It, I would think it's either something to do with that or like, you know, if there's a red sky at night, there's that means maybe a bunch of lanterns are lit and they're partying hard or something. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Like, maybe. <laughs> that's the only other thing I could think of. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Sam says, happy Purim. Right? Yes. I Purim? don't know. Purim? Purim? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Um, to Dean in the beginning of the episode, Purim or Purim is the Jewish holiday that commemorates the saving of Jewish people from Haman, who is planning to kill all of them. This took place in the ancient Persian Empire. Okay. More you know. Yeah. I, I have never 
heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Or if I have, it has not stuck yeah, with yeah. me. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, Jewish... I don't know if they're all considered holidays, but there's a lot of, like, I don't know if they're, like, holy days or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, that, like, they, it's so interesting to me, because, like, you go, like, my calendar on my iPhone automatically puts in, like, all of these, like, you know, Hanukkah and Christmas and Easter and all that sort of thing, and there's a bunch of them that, like, are hyphenated, I'm like, I don't know if this is, like, a Jewish thing, if this is, like... Mm-hmm. an Arabic thing, I don't know, but, like, there's so many random holidays in my phone calendar that I have no idea what they are. That's cool. My phone calendar doesn't do that. It does, like, the ones that we celebrate here yeah. in America, but it doesn't do any of the other ones. It doesn't give yeah. me, like, the Canadian holidays or anything. Oh, I don't think it gives me, like, Canadian holidays necessarily, but here, let me look. I think... I mean, there's definitely some, like, it gives me Orthodox Easter, so it must be, like, the Jewish holidays, I'm assuming. Cool. Um, Because there's some that I'm like, I don't know what this, and, like, Earth Day's in there, Easter, Palm Sunday, Tax Day is in there. Oh, yeah, it's on mine, too. Good Friday, Passover. Um, I'm just going through this month and seeing April Fool's Day, (laughs) Mm too. Yeah, there's a bunch of, like... There's some, though, that I, like, don't, I wouldn't even know how to pronounce it if right. I tried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just wouldn't happen. But, anyways. Um, so, all of the victims in this episode are seen wearing blue before they drown. Both Sam and Dean wear blue for the final seance. That's interesting. I wonder why they chose that. I don't know. Like, it, it can't have been a coincidence. Maybe right, it, right. it's, like, water blue. Yeah. I don't know. Me. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, Eric Kripke... I almost couldn't say that, cited this episode as one of his least favorites in the interviews and to fans on the picket line during the writer's strike. Oh, that's right. This season, the third season, is only 16 episodes long as opposed to the normal, was it 22? 22, yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's because um, there was a huge writer's strike, not just for the show Supernatural, but like, um, and not just for the network, but it was like all networks had a huge writer's strike. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember that? Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, only 16 episodes this season. So it's a short one. Yeah. Yeah. It's but fine. But you know what? This is one of my least favorite episodes, too, I think, in this series. Yeah. Rewatching it, it had a lot more charm with, like, the Sam and Gert, mm-hmm. you know, all There's of that. There's a lot of... But, like memorable moments that you remember later on, but you don't like remember the episode. Like right, right. Dean hyperventilating, hyperventilating over the car, and like the whole "Don't objectify me" thing, and you know, like that sort of stuff. Right, where, right. Like you remember that later on, and they've made gifts out mm-hmm. of it. You know, <laughs> I think but, that part of the reason <clears throat> that I dislike this episode, well, it's not that I don't like it. It's just on the bottom of the the list. Yeah, you, you know, um, is that Bella is just terrible and I don't care about her because she's so terrible yeah she's not interesting to me I think to me she's got a lot of funny one-liners to kind of like jab Mm -hmm. at the boys because they jab at each other and at other people a lot so it's kind of like okay it's kind of funny but then she just like takes it way too far yeah it's not like some of it's funny other times it's just like Really? Mm-hmm. Come on. You know, like, and <laughs> I do like the actress that plays this character yeah. a whole lot. I'm not, she's she's great at acting. She's yeah. beautiful. I, I really like her, but it really is just the character of Bella that I'm just like, oh, kill her already. Yeah, like, come I'm on. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all. Make her be the next monster. <laughs> I know. Come on. Fine. Whatever. I'm over it. Um, yeah. So our 
haunting for this week um, slash it's also research as well is about um, this is from legendsofamerica.com and it's uh, ghosts of the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. Um, so it says resting in Long Beach Harbor is the RMS Queen Mary, a colossal ship that was bigger, faster, and more powerful than the Titanic. Bigger, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you here's the thing is that everybody is like, oh, t- the Titanic was huge and all that sort of stuff. At the time, it was, but mm-hmm. like. It is nothing compared to, like, a cruise ship now. Okay, I see. They're not even close. I mean, it's tiny compared Mm -hmm. to those. And, I mean, at the time, I think it was one of the biggest ships, if not the biggest ship. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, things have come a long way since then. Right, right. um, I think somebody, I at one point saw a, um, like a comparison like a side-by-side photo like to like a scale of okay here's a cruise ship now versus here's what the titanic was like Mm -hmm. here's what it looked like and it was just like whoa wow cool not even like Mm -hmm. because you're oh yeah huge ship you know and eh, not really Mm -hmm. i mean for then yes but anyways um so it says the thousand foot ship began her life when the first keel plate was laid in 1930 in, um, at the Br- John Brown Shipyard in Clyde, Scotland. The Depression held up her construction between 1931 and 1934, but she was finally completed, making her maiden voyage on May 27, uh, 1936. For three years, the Grand Ocean Liner hosted the world's rich and famous across the Atlantic, including the likes of the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, uh, Greta Garbo, I don't know who that, Clark Gable, oh, that's cool, um, David Neven, Mary Pickford, George and Ira Gershwin, and Sir Winston Churchill, just to name a few, that's cool. I only know, like, two of those, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, considered by the upper class to be the only civilized way to travel, she held the record for the fastest ever North Atlantic crossing. Hmm. So, big and fast. Mm-hmm. Um, like a linebacker. (laughs) Um, But when World War II broke out in 1939, luxury travel immediately ceased and the ship was transformed into a troop ship that would become known as the Grey Ghost. During this time, her capacity was increased from 2,410 to 5,500. By the end of World War II, the ship had carried more than 80,000 troops, traveled more than 600,000, or sorry, 800,000 troops, traveled more than 600,000 miles, and played a significant role in virtually every major Allied campaign. Wow. She had also survived a collision at sea, set the record for carrying the most people ever on a floating vessel, which was 16,683, and participated in the D-Day invasion. Wow. Yeah, like... Busy. <laughs> That's crazy. At the close of the war, the ship began to transport more than 22,000 war brides and their children to the United States and Canada. Known as the Bride and Baby Voyages, she made 13 voyages for this purpose in 1946. Its duty to the war complete, the Queen Mary was refurbished and resumed her elegant cruises in July 1947, maintaining weekly service between Southampton, Cherbourg, and New York. I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, however, by the early 1960s, transatlantic cruises were falling out of fashion due to air travel becoming affordable for the masses. In 1963, the ship began a series of occasional cruises, first to the Canary Islands and later to the Bahamas. Woohoo! <laughs> Getting tropical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, however, without central air conditioning, outdoor pools, or other amenities now commonplace on cruise ships, she proved ill-suited for the work. I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> way too hot. Um, in 1967, she was withdrawn from service after more than 1,000 transatlantic crossings. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> um, 
That same year, the Queen Mary was sold for $3.45 million to the city of Long Beach, California for use as a maritime museum and hotel. On December 9th, 1967... Killian's birthday. Hey. Oh, cool. Not in 1967, right. but his birthday. Cool. cool. <laughs> she made her final voyage to Long Beach. After 1,001 successful Atlantic crossings, she was permanently docked and soon to become the luxury hotel that she is today. That's so, so. cool that it's a hotel. Yeah. But... <laughs> It's known for its hauntings, though, and I feel like I would not stay at that hotel. <laughs> I want to go. You know who um, does, uh, well, who has done, I don't know if it's a regular thing, um, but ghost tours, because you, you can take specific ghost tours on this ship. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, no. But Chad Lindbergh, I think I said his name right. He's the guy who plays Ash on Supernatural. Okay. Yeah. I, I started following him on, like, Instagram, I think. Yeah. Maybe it's Facebook, but he yeah had, like, an ad for, like, I'm going to lead this ghost tour on Queen Mary, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I want to go. I want to go so bad. <laughs> yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would do that, mostly because I'm a pansy, and I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't handle it. But, um, so this is on the hauntings. Um, it says, internationally recognized uh, the historic floating hotel and museum attracts thousands of visitors every year. It has also attracted a number of unearthly guests over the years. In fact, some say the Queen Mary is one of the most haunted places in the world, with as many as 150 known spirits lurking upon the ship. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Over the past 60 years, the Queen Mary has been the site of at least 49 reported deaths, not to mention having gone through terrors of war, so it comes as no surprise that spectral vi- spirits of her vivid past continue to walk within her rooms and hallways. Loaded, located 50 feet below water is the Queen Mary's engine room, which is said to be a hotbed of paranormal activity. Used in the filming of the Poseidon Adventure, um, the room's infamous Door 13 crushed at least two men to death at different points during the ship's history. <laughs> the most recent death during a routine watertight door drill in 1966 crushed an 18-year-old crew member. Aww. Dressed in blue overalls and sporting a beard, the young man has often been spied walking the length of Shaft Alley before disappearing by door 13. Hmm. Two more popular spots for the Queen's otherworldly guests are its first and second class swimming pools. So they must have added those in because they said earlier that they didn't have them. Oh, yeah. Since it's become a hotel, they've probably added it. Mm -hmm. Um, Though neither are utilized today for their original purpose, spirits seemingly are not aware of that. In the first-class swimming pool, which has been closed for more than three decades, women have been seen appearing in 1930s-style swimming suits wandering the decks near the pool. Um, So, multiple, not just one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Others have reported the sounds of splashing and spied wet footprints leading from the deck to the changing rooms. Yuck. Um, some have also spied the spirit of a young girl clutching her teddy bear. Hmm. In the second-class pool room, the spirit of another little girl named Jackie is often seen and heard. Allegedly, the unfortunate girl drowned in the pool during the ship's sailing days and reputedly refused to move on as her voice as well as the sounds of laughter have been captured there. However, author and paranormal investigator Cher Garman uh, points out that there are no known drownings to have ever occurred on the ship, although she says Jackie is there. Huh. Okay. <laughs> in the Queen's Salon, which once served as the ship's first-class lounge, a beautiful young woman in an elegant white evening gown has often been seen dancing alone in the shadows of the corner of the room. Nope. <laughs> I don't like any of this. <laughs> I love it. 
Um, yet more odd occurrences have been made in a number of first-class staterooms. Here, reports have been made of a tall, dark-haired man appearing in a 1930s-style suit, as well as water running and lights turning on in the middle of the night, and phones ringing in the early morning hours with no one on the other end of the line. Oh, that's creepy. I don't like it. <laughs> the, ph- the phone thing, that always freaks me out. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's like, I can see you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I got goosebumps, even on my legs. <laughs> 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 it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Um, <laughs> in the third class children's playroom, a baby's cry has often been heard, which is thought to be the infant boy who died shortly after his birth. Other phenomenon in, uh, occurring throughout the ship um, are the sounds of distant knocks, doors slamming, and high-pitched squeals, drastic temperature changes, and the aromas of smells long past. So, like... Smells long past, huh? Things that the boat would have smelled like when certain things are like, you know, like cooking meals or like something that has passed a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) This flatulence sounds like it came from water. (laughs) Lightly uh, reminiscent of a... Canned beans. <laughs> what? You know? Pork and beans from the 1930s. That's fine. I don't know. Uh, like, that's funny. <laughs> or, you know, bodies. It's fine. Right, right. <laughs> so it says there are but a few. Wait, no. There are but a few of the many reports of apparatus. No, sorry. Okay. These are but a few of the many reports. <laughs> re- <laughs> Uh, the many reports of apparitions and strange events occurring at this luxury liner turned hotel today the queen mary listed on the national register of historic places provides not only a wide range of guest rooms for travelers but also 14 art deco salons tours restaurants shops and exhibits i would freaking love to go there you know during the daytime i could be convinced to wander around i would not stay there though Oh, man, I would love to just do a whole, a whole, like, stay the night. Nope. <laughs> take, take the ghost tours. It just sounds awesome. That all sounds terrible, and I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> well, what was your Idget or Asput moment? Okay, so here we go. <laughs> so... Chris has been very good at making plans without me lately and informing me of them only after, like, he has made the plans with other people for both of us but doesn't tell me. So, like... Oh, man. He... It's happened a couple of times. One of them was um, he had made dinner plans with his parents or something like that, and I get a text from his mom that's like, oh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow at dinner, and I'm like what you know like yeah uh, this is the first I've heard of this not that I you know it would be fun but I'm going to a concert tomorrow like I'm not going to be in town I've Mm -hmm. known this for months now I'm not going to be in town you know and she's like oh okay and I'm so I talked to Chris I'm like okay he's like oh yeah I was gonna tell you about that or whatever I was just like Mm. really okay um but the other one was the last time we got together for podcasting um he made this like barbecue get together thing with his friends um and i mean also kind of my friends but you're right. you know I'm, I'm still getting integrated into the group <laughs> yeah um 
but yeah, he like made this plan and made it sound like we were hosting it, right? And I'm like, okay, but I'm like, this is a day that I'm podcasting. Right. And like, if you would have asked me, you would have known. And the thing was, too, is that like, we were sitting next to each other on the couch. He had made this like Facebook group thing, like event thing oh, on yeah. Facebook um, and invited everybody to it. I got the invitation. He hadn't talked to me about it at all. And so you found out through Facebook invitation. As he's sitting next to me making the event, right? So like he made the event and sent me the invitation and I get it while I'm sitting next to him on the couch. Like it says like this just created or whatever, you know, like, yeah, okay, you know, and it was kind of like along the lines of, hey, we're going to be going over to these people house, these people's house. We're going to be, ho- or they're going to be hosting it, but I'm going to be putting it together sort of thing, which I mean, kind of makes it sound like we're both having to be hosting this thing, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, if you want me to host something like that, I'm totally fine with doing that. Like, it's fun. I like doing that sort of stuff. Yeah. But you need to tell me about it and have a conversation of like, hey, I'm trying to get a date together where we can do this, like, when works for you, blah, 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 you right. know. And like, maybe I wasn't meant to be hosting it. Maybe it was just like a, you know, like, hey, I'm doing this. If you want to show up, I get. I don't know. Like, I, I have no idea. But it was kind of like, okay. And like, immediately after it, so it had been like all of two minutes since mm-hmm. he had sent the invite. I was like, um, like, so can you do it another time when I can actually go? Because right. this is like, if I'm supposed to be like doing this with you, I can't go. Like, mm-hmm. you would think, like, this is a plan for the both of us. Why didn't you talk to me about it? You know? Right, right. And he's just like, oh, well, I don't know. It's too late now. I can't, like, change it. I'm like, literally nobody has even seen it yet. Like, you, because you can see when people have seen right, the invitation. Yeah. Like, you could change it and nobody would know. Yeah. Or, like, they might see that it had been changed, but whatever. You know, like, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Like, but he just, like, change. he just didn't say anything and just left it. And I was like, okay. Okay. So, yeah. That was my, you know, I I, I was going to go to, you know, meet new friends, you know, <laughs> yeah. situation. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, it was like one of those, you get invited, but immediately you can't go. You right. Know? I'm sorry. Like, I mean, whatever. But it's just, it's been happening more frequently mm-hmm. lately. And, you know, I've like, you got to, if you want to... It's more of, like, he's making the plans and informing me of them later on rather than saying, like, hey, I want to make these plans together. Let's figure out what works instead of, right. like, oh, here, I made this. If you can come, great. If you can't, whatever. You know, it's just, like. That's a little weird. You would think. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Whatever. That's strange. So. You don't think he, like, knew you couldn't hang out that day and made the plans because of that, do you? I mean... I'm not trying to, like, put weird things in your head. No, I, I thought about it. I was like, okay, you know, like, here's the thing, is if he wants to go hang out with his friends and he wants it to be just him and his friends, like, while that's kind of rude, like, at least if you were to say, like, hey, I want to go have some time with my friends because I don't get to see them very often or whatever, like, would it be rude that he didn't invite me? Sure, but... But also, at the same time, whatever, at least you said it, you know? Yeah. Where this, it was like, he clearly was not, you know, like, it it didn't bother him at all that I couldn't go. And so it was kind of like, okay, you know, like, you didn't talk to me. You said you did. Because he's like, oh, I told you about it, like, three times. You just don't remember. And I'm like, no, we have never, like, I have never heard of this until just now, you know? So, I don't know. Whatever. But that was my 
ass butt moment for yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was be, just like, I'd be pretty pissed. You know, like, and it happened two times in like a span of three days. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. just kind of like, what is going on? Why can't you just like, if you want to make plans, make the plans with me instead of just informing me of them? I don't know. Right. Whatever. Right. So, that, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounds really frustrating. It's, I mean, it'll get better. It'll be better. It will get better. We'll figure it out. (laughs) We're still, I mean, we're still at the very beginning of, like, living with each other and, like, just, you know, we just got married a few, well, I guess it'll be, see, what is it? What month is it? May? It's May, yeah. And you got married in September. September. So, I mean, it's been over half a year, but still, I mean, we're just, we're we're still figuring everything out. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard living with somebody, Mm -hmm. you know? I've, I've lived with a couple guys, and... It is pretty shocking the things that <laughs> the things that you see because you live there, mm-hmm. as opposed to when you didn't live there. I yeah. once I once lived with this guy. This is a guy I was dating before. Eric came in and destroyed my world um, <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, I was living with this guy up in Seattle, and um, I really liked this guy. We had been really good friends for years. Um, before we got together and lived together. And he had always told me that he had an anger problem. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, his whole family has anger management issues. And in the, like, I don't know, maybe three years that I had known him before we dated. And I meant, like, regular hangouts yeah. with this guy for three years. Okay? Yeah. Um, I had never seen it. I had never seen any anger at all. He's mm-hmm. a very gentle person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then once we lived together... Oh, my God. Mm. I saw it. Mm-hmm. And he would get so angry. He would throw pots and pans. And I... Like, just throw them or n- throw them at you? Not at me. And okay. anyway, <laughs> I did not get any anger directed at me. What, yeah. what got him mad didn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. Um, but I was just there you to just, witness like, it. totally overreacted to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was such a... I, such an ang- well, I am such an anxious person, but I didn't have... You know, I wasn't on any, like, medication for it or anything mm-hmm. at the time. And watching somebody get so angry made me so anxious that yeah. I would, like, cower in the corner. Well, I mean, yeah, because you don't know if it's going to turn on you, you know? Right, like, it just, it was, anybody it was really anxious. scary. Yeah, it was really scary. So I was, like, cowering in the corner, and, and he could see that he was making me really anxious, which made him really mad at himself, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just this cycle. It was, it was like, yeah. never-ending yeah. snowball effect. Yeah, so it was really, you know, and mm-hmm. I would have, I never saw that before living yeah. with him, you know? Yeah, I think part of it, too, is, like, for both Chris and I, we are pretty independent people on our own. Like, I'm totally fine with being by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. And, I mean, depending on what it is, you know, if I'm going to go out and, like, go to a movie or, you know, go shopping. I mean, I can go shopping by myself. But, like, there's certain things that, like, you just want to do with friends because that's, like, the whole experience, right? Like, yeah. I could go to a movie by myself, but, like, to me... It means like, oh, let's go, you know, on a date or go hang right. out with friends and go and see this fun thing and like experience it together sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, but even then, with that being said, like I am totally fine with like, you know, I would be at my parents' house or whatever and I would just like hang out in my room by myself. Mm-hmm. Not because of, necessarily I was trying to avoid everybody, but I just like, I like alone time. Yeah. You know? You're fine so, with your own company. Yeah, yeah. So I think part of it is like trying to go from like, you know, 
we were together, but we were still separated because we didn't live together. And then now it's like everything. We're just like around each other all the time. Yeah. And so it's a different, you know, like we're independent. We're still trying to figure out how to be independent together. You know, that's a tough (laughs) thing. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. It is what it is. So what is your idiot or aspect moment? Okay. Well, (laughs) I'm going to talk about this because I already talked a little bit about how I had shingles for like a year um so i i called that vision that i got the hypervision i used to call it shingle vision (laughs) and it is debatable whether i had shingles i did take a lot of tests and you know it kind of pointed towards that i was having shingles but um you know i had another doctor convinced that i had lyme disease even though i tested negative for Lyme disease. And I guess huh. I guess the Lyme disease um, tests are only like 50% accurate. Really? Yeah, it's uh. it's not very it's like a lot of them will di- doctors will diagnose it if you have the bullseye rash, mm-hmm. but only like half of the people who have Lyme disease get the bullseye rash anyways. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the blood test isn't mm-hmm. very accurate. Yeah. And so it's it's a whole thing. There's so, no good way of telling. Right, right. Like, right. Or for sure way I guess of telling. Yeah. So Anyway, so so that could have, I mean, you can get all those neurological problems from Lyme disease, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, and there's a couple other things that the doctors were not sure of. But anyways, we all just settled on shingles and called it, <laughs> called it that. This is going to be what it is. <laughs> yeah. Who even knows? I did have the blisters in my ears. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so every now and then, this so when this happened to me, it was probably... Ooh, maybe eight years ago, mm-hmm. eight, seven or eight years ago. Um, and um, it did slowly, very slowly go away. Mm-hmm. Um, but every now and then I get shingle vision <laughs> and it doesn't last for very long, but like, you know, the angles of everything will start to look a little weird or mm-hmm. nature, especially <laughs> will get um, bright and glowy and, yeah. and just fucking captivating, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> like, so today I was driving home from work um, in Tequila and I drove by um, this group of trees and I was just like, holy fuck, they're beautiful. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I have shingle vision. What's happening? It, it happens to me a lot when I'm driving. It'll happen to me in grocery stores, too, which is why I don't like to go to grocery stores by myself. Yeah. It will, especially, like, um, Fred Meyers is the worst for some reason. Yeah. I always just get cut in Costco. Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, the really tall shelves. I just yeah. kind of go, whoa. And then Do you can't think deal it's, like, them. your eyes can't focus properly, like, when you're driving or when you're, like, looking long distances and things are going by you? I don't know. Like, I'm not sure because everything is in like extra focus. Yeah. It's like everything is like way more real yeah. than in my face. And it feels like I can see further. I'm sure I'm not actually seeing further, but that's just what it feels like. Yeah. Just like the weird depth perception there. I wonder if they're like over compensate, you know, like because like if your eyes are seeing clear when stuff like that is going by, if it's like one of those things where your eyes are going over time because they're like things are happening and I need to like super focus or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. It kind of, kind of has that feeling. I did, yeah. I did a whole lot of eye tests when yeah. it was happening and they mm-hmm. didn't see anything, anything yeah. weird going on there. Yeah. So, and nothing was going on weird with my ears either, except for, you know, having the blisters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't, I did like the hearing tests and that all came back normal. And I was mm-hmm. like, but I can hear people whispering from over there. Yeah. 
So, but anyways, anyways, I got, (laughs) you're a a vampire. It was was pretty weird. Yeah. It was a very weird time for me, but, (laughs) uh, but anyways, I had a little bout of shingle vision today. (laughs) I got through it. Yeah. Everything was fine, but my eyes were being ass butts. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't trust you right now, can I? (laughs) I know. I was just like, yeah, I drove by some yellow flowers and I was just like, whoa. (laughs) Look at it. (laughs) They're looking at me. I'm looking at them. <laughs> this is just great. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that was it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandassfootspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.